It's Ray Lytle. You know what it's time for. Let me just say that I am extremely disappointed. This is Ottoman Doris Turner, Ward 3, and you're listening to the Council Roundup. Hello, Doris. Good morning, Ward 6 Alderwoman Kristen DeCenso, and you're listening to the Council Roundup. Yeehaw! Must be the lake had a turtle. I'm a big turtle person, so that's why. I think Kristen DeCenso's scream has made her my favorite. Her scream's your favorite? Yeah, that, that, she's, yeah. Made, that's made, she's not my new favorite alderman. Good morning, Ward 6 Alderwoman Kristen DeCenso, <laughs> and you're listening to the Council Roundup. Yeah. yeah. Right there, that's the moment that's made her my favorite alderman. Good, right there. good, good to know you have a preference there, Ray. Yeah. This close to an election. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's get into the roundup. A lot to get to. Uh, yeah. Tail end of the meeting, citizen addresses the council, uh, and it uh, ruffled some feathers. We'll get to that. Uh, sparking an interesting debate about the First Amendment, electioneering. Is there a line between the two? Mm-hmm. Did somebody cross that line or did somebody perceive that a line was crossed? So we'll get to that. Uh, but first, let's let's hear some positive news. Remember the whole deal with this grant that a national music type of uh, uh, granting organization was giving out for yeah. outdoor concerts? Uh, well, Springfield won. Oh, wow, look at that. All right, and uh, that's for the um, Downtown Springfield Incorporated put together a proposal right. uh, through the Levitt Grant, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lisa Clemens Stott from Downtown Springfield Incorporated uh, was there last night, the beginning of the meeting, for uh, a little bit of an overview of what to expect. So what are the, the parts of Springfield's application that you should know? First of all, the, the winners have to use an underused outdoor public space. Our application chose the Y block. That makes sense. All right, makes sense. Yeah. Underused outdoor public space. Grassy area. I hope yeah. it doesn't have a lot of bugs this year, but all right. And actually get some actual grass because yeah. it looked like it was more just crab grass whenever we played softball. Yeah, that's right. It was, it was kind of crab grass and dusty dirt. and yeah. gross. Uh, all right, so um, uh, what about the parameters of this? Uh, you have to have free live music. There can be no fences. There can be no obstructions. Mm-hmm. People need to be able, if they want to come in and bring a, a container of food and eat on the grass on the lawn, we welcome everyone. Everyone. We see a whole, it's a. It's basically a lawn full of lawn chairs. Anyone can come, it's free. And the goal of this whole... They should have Don Gray make some more chicken. That was fantastic <laughs> for that wiffle ball game. Uh, the goal of this whole deal is... It's about bringing the whole community, no matter who you are, no matter how much money you make together in one place. So one key part of Springfield's application was the fact that we have had a a strife in our history of race relations. So it truly, our application talked about the race riots, talked about Lincoln, and talked about that this is an opportunity and that we would spend a lot of time bringing people together, not only a diverse lineup on the stage, but trying to create a diverse group of people on the lawn so that we're truly with neighbors all across the the city so lisa clement stott saying that that was one factor in the city's application uh, mm-hmm. that uh, seemed to really sell this idea now how much money is the uh, downtown springfield incorporated getting to help put this together it's a twenty-five thousand dollar matching grant the mayor generously said that the city would provide in-kind services up to twelve thousand five hundred which is the limit for the grant so i have been talking with public works and the police department and cwlp about what the amount of uh, that they will bring to the table for that 
We have other great partnerships of local institutions who are coming to the table with either financial support or with um, in-kind, with um, for example, the symphony orchestra, they're partnering with us. They will be, I know, one of the 10 nights, their chamber orchestra. Uh, the park district, we had a great conversation today about how they will do a lot of kids' activities. Um, and UIS helped us with technical services in, in working out the stage. The fact that we do not have a stage on the Y Block is different than a lot of other cities. So this could be a staging ground for mm. uh, more outdoor type of events. So that money's going to go to build a stage. Well, possibly could. I was going to offer to bring back my band, Ray Lyle and Itchy Pickles, thinking that maybe I'd get some of that grant money. No, it doesn't it, sound like it. No, no. Um, sound like always, the, always sound looking. Like the, sound like the grant money's going to go to everybody but the bands. That's all I'm saying. Ray, you're always looking for that money. Absolutely. You're always looking for I'm that just, money. But I'm just saying, I don't see any in Where's this the case. Money? Where's so the therefore, money? I think I'm going to hey. hold that. I think hey. I'm going to hold that card. Hey, Zima, got any more money for Ray? <laughs> I think I'm going to hold that card for hey, the future. Hey, uh, Mo, Mo. <laughs> Got any money? Ray's looking for some money. Hey, I was trying to find a way to get paid through a grant Chris? so it wouldn't have to come out of you guys' pockets. Hey, Chris! Got any money for Ray? He's looking for some money. He's always looking for money. I, I don't I don't see why, you right. know. Um, you should be happy I'm looking for grant money. <laughs> when is this all going to go down at the at the Y Block? Yeah, when is Last it Springfield City Council meeting, Lisa Clement Stott from Downtown Springfield Incorporated. It will be every Thursday night from May 30th to August 1st. It will be from 6 p.m. until 8.30 p.m., keeping that family-friendly timing going. Uh, we will have an opening act about at 6, uh, 6 p.m. So a whole bunch of Thursdays, downtown oh, Springfield. Thursday, well, forget it. It's going to be uh, a, a bump in place. And you know what, though? I might go check a lot of these out because I hope it gets over gonna get early. Paid? Are the bands getting paid? My sweet Lord, Ray. I'm just wondering. It's not about that. Well, they got, they got a it's grant. It's a free concert. But I'm saying they got a grant it's for a money. It's a free community concert. No, in all seriousness, I mean, I, I know a lot of people in bands. I just, I'd like sure. throw them, throw them a bone. There's a lot of logistics to, to be like involved It sounds like they're going to use all the money to cover <laughs> people, you know. Oh, come build a right. stage. More, more about know. this. <laughs> Let's come and build something for yeah. structure so we can actually. Mm. Here's uh, more on the schedule. <laughs> and then there will be a headliner act, most likely between 7 until 8.15 or 8.30. So for me, this is nice because uh, it's going to be an early concert. I might actually be able to go check out some of these. Yeah. Uh, You're going to go see the municipal concerts. band, are you? All right. Only, why not? They're going to play early, and I can, as a, you know, uh, somebody who's elderly, get to bed by 7 o'clock. And we're good to go. You and your wife could. We could go eat dinner at four. Watch the watch the municipal band, and <laughs> and go to bed. Um, sponsors and vendors. Uh, she's got some lined up. To have some type of partnerships with the downtown restaurants for specials for dinner beforehand or afterwards. Also, probably have a few food trucks. We will good. likely have beer and wine available, even though it's a very family-friendly event. The best practice across the nation is usually that there is some alcohol sales involved. Yeah. Some alcohol sales yeah, involved. So that will be happening. Um, another idea that uh, Lisa Clement-Stott has. Um, I have a personal quest, which I haven't even gotten approved yet by anyone, to have a pop-up dog park on the corner of it just for this oh, 10 weeks just to see up. how that feels. And uh, April 1st, we will be announcing uh, all of our sponsors in the music lineup. So, um, so still some time. Wait, you want the all of our sponsors in the music lineup? So you want the bands to pay you to play? Oh, man. <sighs> I don't 
You're really stuck on this, Ray. Well, I just I'm trying to listen. Really I'm, stuck I'm, on I'm this. Think, I'm looking out for all my people, and I don't play anymore. But I'm, I like the community. It was a great community yeah. to be part of. I, I want those bands to get paid. That's all I'm saying. All right, here's uh, how you can get involved if you're a sponsor looking to take part in this great, okay. free and open community event. Right. Free and open mm-hmm. community event. Ten weeks worth yes. of concerts. Yeah. Mix of different bands. That's with like some, 20 different bands. With some questionable grant money we're not sure no, who it's going no, to. Oh, come on. And sponsorships, they just go online, or where would they go? Uh, contact me directly, Lisa, okay. at downtownspringfield.org. So there you go, Ray. Contact Lisa if you've got questions about are I the bands no going to get paid and how much they're going to get paid so you can try to skim some off the top for scheduling <laughs> those bands. <laughs> maybe, hey, maybe I should become a booker. Get my little piece. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, All right. <laughs> So we'll we'll get more on that some other time, I'm sure. Uh, moving on to another issue mm-hmm. uh, before we get to the fireworks at the tail end of the meeting last night. By the way, they passed a budget last night. That's kind of cool. Uh, we're not really going to focus on that at all, of course. <laughs> no, no, we have other things. To, we have nonsense to focus on. Part of the budget, though, uh, pensions. Yeah. And one measure they passed would essentially say uh, if there's a surplus of a certain amount, then... They will send X amount to the police and fire pension funds only if there's a surplus. So it's not like a mandated pension payment type thing. Another measure popped up uh, right after that uh, that was sponsored by Alderman Joe McMiniman. Could you explain where, where we're going to get this money from, please? And that's uh, Alderman Redpath essentially asking uh, Alderman McMiniman on, uh, you know, where is this extra money going to come from to mandate these extra above and beyond payments for the pension funds? Hopefully the mayor's uh, pension ordinance, that we, which we just passed, will be a source of revenue. If that source of revenue would be unavailable, then as a council we'll have to find additional revenue or make cuts. And I'll pledge myself to be part of that effort. If we can't make the cuts, then we'll have to find the revenue. So there is no identified revenue source for this? That's correct. We've got one year to plan for this and then two years to plan for the follow-on. And this could be a multi-million dollar deal. See, right? yeah, is he... Look, more more revenue means... We know what that means. Yeah, he, he says it later on. We'll get to that. But um, another issue um, Mick Miniman's talking about here um, really kind of deals with the, the unfunded liability. Because right. uh, if we're... We're going to come up with this money, and we here's Alderman Senor. Because if we're going to come up with this money, and we don't have a dedicated fund for it, and we don't know where the money's going to come from, I don't want to put ourselves in a guessing game to figure out if we don't have the money, where are we going to get it from? Yeah. So uh, he's already showing his opposition to this, Alderman Hanauer. We can put this city council or future city councils in the situation where they're forced to pay something when we just passed. We passed. Uh, uh, ordinance that said if we have the money we'll we'll put more in so he's essentially kind of signaling his opposition uh saying we just did one that's uh you know if we have the money then we can contribute uh alderman highland he gives uh several uh reasons why he's really not into this idea we've given alderman miniman a number of times where we've given him grief saying Mm -hmm. you know you keep banging the drum about pensions Mm -hmm. bring something forward bring something forward you know, for years, right? Yeah. Since, since we started this show. That's for right. Years. Yeah. McMiniman has been bringing up this issue over and he over won't again. won't stop. 
uh, pounding other aldermen over the head with it. I've other aldermen have said I've literally made fun of him for doing so at yeah. least ten, at least twenty uh, times. Other aldermen have said uh, produce. A measure to deal with it. He produced a measure to deal Frank, with it. Frank Edwards, when he was Ward One Alderman, yeah. we hear Red Path now that he's Ward yeah. One Alderman. Right, right. Whoever it is, they don't get along with McMahon of it. And Alderman Joe, I, I applaud you for <clears throat> bringing something something forward, but, 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 I, but I have a hard time supporting this because we're coming up on an April 2nd election. Yeah, it's all about the election. Well, he's not running. I mean, no, he's not. Tyler's a short if time. If this were passed, we're basically telling them, you need to come up with an extra $2 million a year in FY21, and you're going to have to come up with an extra $4 million in FY22. Yeah. yeah I mean, well, Tyler's saying, why why hamstring the next city council? City yeah. council. Which, which could be an entirely new yeah, city council. It's, it's, you just don't do that. Yeah. This could be very ugly. Yeah. Looking for a two to four million dollar gap mm-hmm. in a budget in your first year looking at that budget book. Mm-hmm. It's a daunting task, as we all know. He's and right. I'm just afraid that it's going to be that if we have a bad financial outlook, you know, we're just one bad tax season away from having to look at making cuts again. This is one recession away from um, really having some problems. Yeah. Um, we had somebody from the uh, one of the pension funds there last night. Yeah, I'm Bill Carmine. Uh, I'm the executive secretary of the Springfield Firefighter Pension Fund. First, I'd like to uh, commend uh, the alderman and the mayor for bringing this ordinance for discussion. Yeah. Uh, and Bill, he laid out uh, year after year after year after year of, uh, like, he went back into the mid-90s, the unfunded, how much the city did not pay in. And this deals with the the actuarial that number. That they were supposed to pay. Right. Yeah. And, and we can talk into the weeds about the actuarial number and how it's generated and how if they don't match that number, then the city actually owes. And that's all about the rate of return on investments and so on. I'm sure we could have Bill McCarty on yeah. to bore all <laughs> yeah, of you uh, explaining eyes it. Eyes would gloss over yes. it. It'd just be nonsense. But uh, essentially, Bill <laughs> said that it was, year after year after year, since like the mid-90s he went, he said $10,000 unfunded here, $100,000 unfunded there. A million unfunded there. 2.3 million unfunded there. Year after year after year, there were a couple of positive years, but the bulk majority were negative years, some of them into the millions of dollars that the pension funds were being shorted. Now, you can imagine if all that money, uh, if we would have earned that kind of money on the investments that was assumed, how that money would have worked for the pension plan. More than likely, the city would hardly have to put any contributions in. Yeah, it's um, pretty remarkable. Uh, coming back after this break, Ray, we'll hear McMiniman uh, really lay out his rationale for supporting this and get some more opposition in the final votes and get your guess on what the tally of that vote was coming up. And then news before some fireworks. So stay tuned. Oh, yeah. Stick around. More Council Roundup coming up in just a second. We're every place you are. Thank you. Let's get back to it. It's time for more Council Roundup. Yeah, and we'll uh, finish up the conversation about this measure that Alderman McMiniman put out there, essentially forcing, requiring the city to expend funds to the police and fire pensions if the uh, return on investment does not match the um, estimate from the actuary. Uh, So here's McMiniman kind of laying out his case for why this bill is important not well thought out is the city going deeper and deeper into debt that's not well thought out that's reckless and it's a uh, disservice to our future citizens that was an outstanding report we got it shows a history of 
this city council passing false and fake budgets. And I, I use those words with pre-thought, false and fake budgets, because we are underfunding our police and fire pension funds with false and fake expected rates of return. So anyone that votes no to this tonight believes in false and fake budgets, and they believe in spending now and paying later instead of paying, spending now and paying now. Um, anyone who votes no is failing to meet our obligations to our police and fire. So he's essentially saying if you're voting no, you're, you're fine with kicking oh, the can boy. down the road, right? Uh, well, that's so not fair to one more line from McMiniman. This will be one of my proudest yes votes on the city council, and I hope I'll do my best to re remind the voters of how this vote came down tonight. I will do my very, very best to do so. So, Alderman, can I ask you a question? You haven't voted for a budget since you've been on the city council. Are you going to vote for a budget if this thing passes? I'll vote yes on a budget if this passes. Okay, good. That's uh, Alderman uh, Redpath. Here's Alderman Hanauer. How, how many people you think are going to show up and especially firemen won't if we have to cut a firehouse or we have to cut cut our police force that's what this is getting i wish we could fund everything in the world i wish i wish it was everything was rosy but it isn't it's not rosy he uh, continues about his opposition what do we do cut a firehouse that's where we're going what you're what you're wanting to do is cut a firehouse what firehouse in ward 7 do you want cut tell us now I want to pay our obligations. What firehouse in Ward 7 do you want cut? Because you can't do both. I you just answered the question. I'm prepared to raise taxes to meet our obligations. Alderman Tyler? That's the direction that I was going to make my comment. Is that <laughs> Ooh, some, somebody was either excited by Wait, that. He just said, he goes, I want to raise taxes. I mean, who says that right before an election? Well, uh, somebody who's uh, bound and determined to address mm. the, the pension issue. So I'm curious if uh, somebody politically minded on that council um, uh, may have heard that and thought, ooh, campaign mm -hmm. flyer. Ooh. Um, so... Redpath uh, then jumps back in here uh, and, and lays it out. Well, just that, you know, Chris, while you've been on the council, our debt to police and fire has, has risen $200 million. So, you know, you, you can pay now or we can pay later. You're in favor of shifting this obligation to the next generation. I didn't hear that from Tylen saying he wanted to shift. Any well, he, I didn't include all of that, but uh, Tylen ultimately said, listen, uh, you know, we, we can't put this on future city councils to make this hard decision yeah. uh but mcminniman's point is you got to bite the bullet you got to bite the bullet now or later well he said let's raise taxes get the money now how did this vote turn As out Ray? who'd have to pay those taxes i don't think i like that but how'd this turn out you oh, think i think it's a no you think uh what's the what's the vote turn out uh seven three the ordinance fails nine voting no one voting yes <laughs> i was being generous well, I was being generous. So there you go. <laughs> More council ride up coming up next. Uh, stick we'll around. get to some fireworks. Right now we've got news. Here's Greg Bishop from the WMAY News. Lincoln Capital Airport Studios. It's Ray Lytle. Let's get back to the council roundup. <laughs> 
getting ready to hear some fireworks. I pew, love fireworks. Pew, pew. All right. I think we got enough time here to get through it all. Let's uh, hear uh, real quick before we get to the fireworks. A little bit of an appetizer. <laughs> um, the budget vote last night. Well, the appetizer, the budget vote. Yeah, so they uh, they passed two budgets. One was the uh, General Corporation Council budget. The other was for CWLP. I think combined, it's like over $300 million. Mm -hmm. CWLP's budget's much larger than um, the corporation side. Uh, but here is uh, the votes. The ordinance passes nine voting yes, one voting no. And uh, one thing I would like to thank the council for is uh, within that budget was the shot spotter technology with regards to police department. It's another method of uh, curbing our gun violence. And I've had discussions with Memorial Health Services as well as St. John's HSHS. There's going to be a lot of partners investing in it as well. So uh, that was just one thing the mayor highlighted. Other aldermen highlighted various things about the budget they liked. Who voted no for the budget, Craig? Uh, gee, I wonder. Hmm. Who, who do you think? Joe McManaman. He always votes. Excuse me, Mayor. What are we voting on? Yeah. <laughs> He's never voted for budget. Because <laughs> uh, he says, listen, I mean, as we heard him earlier, he said uh, voting for budgets without addressing the unfunded pension liability is voting for fake budgets. Right. Uh, so until that's done, he's not going to vote for uh, what he considers a fake budget. All right. Uh, so right after that, uh, they went ahead and jumped right into Citizens Address the Council. And this is where we get Miss Nadine Wright, uh, who announced who she was. As we travel to other wards. She just said, I'm Nadine Wright, mm -hmm. and then started talking. As we travel to other wards and gaze upon the cleanliness of yards, debris, etc., it is imperative that the council look into fines and tickets to make Ward 3 look new. So she said Ward 3 a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. Just as, for all I knew when I listened to it this morning, uh, it was just a citizen addressing the council about some concerns the council can't address. Mm -hmm. Right, city issues. We are also asking that the city council to implement more training, seminars, and education, and families struggling with loved ones that have strong addictions and mental illnesses. We are limited to only a few programs here in the city. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, with regards to hold on, the, hold on. Yeah. Um, hmm. The mayor trying to control a meeting i mean yeah. he's the mayor he's the chairman of the meeting but seems to somebody else wants to take control of the meeting. Uh, with regards to hold on hold on but, um <laughs> is that alderman turner's yes. gavel or something i mean uh, wait a sec she doesn't have the gavel she's dictating uh, what's going on here but. since since you have allowed this right to come up and make a campaign speech there are several other automatic candidates in the audience so I would request that Sean Gregory, uh, who is a candidate for Alderman in Ward 2, come forward. I would request that Lakeisha Purchase, who is a candidate for Alderman in Ward 5, come forward. I would request that Aaron Conley, who's a candidate for Alderman in Ward 8, come forward. And I would request that Dean Graven, who is a candidate for Alderman in Ward 8, come forward as well. Tom Shaver was not there last night, huh? I apparently not. Um I'm not sure where this came from because Nadine Wright did not say, last night at least, did not say, I'm Nadine Wright, I'm running for Ward 3 Alderman, and this is my platform. She said, we need to, you know, the city needs to look at. But, but was it her platform? 
I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, it, so what if it was? I'm just saying, well, I'm not. If, if what you do is you go up and talk about every, unless it's an issue that they're talking about already and you want to contribute to it, if you're just bringing up new business. It happens all the time, Ray. No. It happens all the time. How many times have we heard somebody get up there and talk about I'm solar just, panels? Listen, I'm just saying we ha- I haven't had, we haven't had How many Tom ti- Schaefer, who's running for Ward 2 Alderman, come up and talk about any of his That's issues. not a disqualifier. No, I'm just I'm saying that's that, not a disqualifier of limiting speech. Just because somebody's a dog catcher, well, I don't think she's not just talking because about limiting speech. She's saying let everyone who's there do it. That's not, and they have every right to sign up for yeah. the meeting and go and address. Apparently, nobody else did. She was the only one that had the initiative to do it. Either way, we'll hear the debate here. If they want to express concerns for the city, so be it. Uh, really, we have ward plan meetings. Uh, so Mayor, we that was not, with well, all due respect, mm-hmm. that was not a. Uh, uh, speak on concerns of the city. That was a campaign speech. I didn't hear anything of uh, when I become alderman, I'm going to do this. When I become alderman, I'm going to do that. I didn't. Did hear she that. even say? Did she say she was running? No. Oh, okay. No, I did not hear that last night. Hmm. Now, I somebody's since sent me documentation showing that when she signed up to address the council, she did put her name, candidate for Ward Three, write-in candidate, or something like that. But that was an internal document just requesting to speak. At the city council, which every citizen that wants to speak to the city council, you got to sign is, up. They're encouraged to sign up, but a lot of times the mayor just opens it up. Anybody else willing to address the council? So anybody that wants to speak then could. Uh, it's at the mayor's discretion. It's at the council's discretion. Uh, Alderwoman Turner really didn't like this, though. That's fine if that's the precedent that you want to set. However, since we have now opened that door. I think that it's only appropriate that we allow the other candidates that have come into the chamber and have sat here and observed as is appropriate to now, they, they didn't know that they can make campaign speeches. So now that they know it's available. I don't think they can make campaign speeches. That's not what uh, Nadine made. She didn't make a campaign speech. Any, any automatic candidate can request to speak to the is council. Is she an on-the-ballot candidate or a write-in? I think she's a write-in, oh, but man. she's gunning for Ward 3, which ruffled uh, Ward 3, mm-hmm. Alderwoman Doris Turner, also Sangamon County Democratic Party chair's feathers. So, I mean, it's it's kind of fascinating to see her get this riled up about it. The, here's Corporation Council Zirkle. The uh, item of making a, a, a pure political speech, such as, you know, asking for votes or, you know, announcing things or not. I mean... That's not, what just happened. That's not what just happened. That's not what just happened. Well, listen to mind, it. In her mind, it did. Well, I guess up to everybody's interpretation. Um, Alderwoman Turner. Email to the mayor, corporation council, and the inspector general talking about how inappropriate it was. So she's reached out to the inspector general to, to make an issue of this, the mayor. Yeah, if they want to come up and uh, speak their... Uh, Concerns for the community. Wow, yep. Mayor. I don't. And it really, what uh, what I was going to point to is one with regards to the safety in Stevenson Drive. Chief Winslow's back there. He can address that issue. I didn't with hear Stevenson Drive. I didn't hear Stevenson Drive mention. Uh, mm-hmm. Hold on. With regards not, to the with regards going, to the mental health and homeless issue, Juan Huerta's right there. What we're not going to do is what we're not going to do here is we're not going to try to clean this mess up by ad libbing and adding on. Hmm. Again, who's in control of the meeting here? Oh. You know, I mean, who, who's got the gavel? Who, who's they the should invite Frank Edwards to come <laughs> With speak. all due respect. I, Here's Nadine. With all due respect, I do apologize. I have received a phone call this evening, Mayor, to not talk about political 
things. Right. I am a new kid on the block, so with all due respect, if I so Corporation Council reached out to Nadine to specifically uh, like tell her you cannot. Was, they knew that's after they do she, a political speech. Okay. All right. So that was known to Nadine, and again, she did not make a political speech. She said, "We've got these concerns. We hope the City Council can address these." Just like somebody getting up there talking about solar panel roadways. Or the Sierra Club getting up there saying we need to tear down Dolman 3 or whatever it is. Uh, the well, it's, the Sierra Club isn't running for alderman. You know what I mean? But they're influencing through political campaign donations and whatnot. So it's free speech. That's the issue here. Here's uh, Alderwoman Turner. I think the offense is that it's, in a, it's an inappropriate venue for a campaign speech. Was it a campaign speech? I didn't hear that. Being somebody who's, you know, a, a, a communication uh, scholar of sorts, I did not hear a campaign speech. I think the offense is that it was allowed. That's all That's what I'm interpretation. So I'd leave that up to corporate counsel, and uh, it's on film. So Inspector General is coming next week. He can weigh in on the issue. Looking forward to hearing that. I think we got to follow rules. I completely agree with that. And Ms. Nadine Wright followed the rules. She signed up to speak. And we have in our rules citizen rights. And it doesn't limit those citizen rights to anyone who's not a candidate for office. Anyone can come up here, whether it be Congressman um, Rodney Davis, who spoke here right before the election. But the, the, the point is, we have a rule here, and if Alderman Turner, if you want to go into our rule and see where Ms. Nadine Wright violated our rule by signing up to talk with us ahead of time, um, you know, find it in the rule. But our rule does not limit discussion. Yeah, uh, it's, and it's a question of electioneering or free speech. And ultimately, Corporation Counsel Zirkle said, it's free speech. And they can't get up there with a political rally and signs, their name on it, or, you know, I just, people. I, can, I say, can't wait till next vote meeting. Vote for me. Vote for me. Vote for me. I can't wait till next meeting when Tom Schaefer and Aaron Conley. And, and everybody has Lee an Keisha absolute right everyone to sign up. up. Talks. They have a right to sign up and speak. Hey, it'll be great for us. But we'll they play can't, it all. But they can't say, vote for me. That's your council roundup. Thank you, Greg. That's Council Roundup on the Red Lotto Morning Show. Mike Quinnmacher joins the Sports 411 next. Depend on 